Blog Talk Radio. We've gotta be the body to rock it like we're never gonna see it again We are exploding, the world is gonna know it We rock it like you're never gonna see us again Come on Good evening to you all. It is 11 p.m. and Pure Gold is live and on the air for this last time ever. Pure Gold will be signing off after tonight. No, I'm just kidding. It's April Fools, folks. Tuesday night. Welcome to the show that covers everything and anything. It tells it like it is. My name is Joe Pacino, sick as a dog, and my co-host, thank God he's not next to me, or CB sick as a dog, is David Gomez. Sir, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. Excited as always to get another episode of Pure Gold underway. And, of course, folks, if you'd like to be a part of the show, 714-364-4721. Check us out at puregoldtg.com. I've actually been updating it recently. Don't pay attention to where it says upcoming shows because that I just always forget about. But anyway, Joe, we have an exciting lineup tonight. We have an exciting show planned. Let the listening audience know who is going to be on this amazing program. Well, on April Fool's Night, we will not disappoint and we will not try to fool you. We will have the lovely and talented Nikki Boyer, who will join us in a couple of seconds, as well as Lauren Crocker. We'll talk about WrestleMania 30. We'll make some predictions PG style. And then we'll get into some nuggets about the Noah movie and uh, How I Met Your Mother series finale. Um, and if we don't have time, which I hope we don't, we will not talk about the Mets and we will not talk about the Yankees season opener. So, sir, take it away. Folks, for the first time in a long time, we are proud and absolutely privileged to have with us the one, the only, the incomparable, the talented, the amazing, one of my favorite guests, actually, no, I'm sorry, my absolute favorite guest ever, just please don't tell any of our other guests, sir, can you believe she has not been on this show since January of last year? It's amazing, but folks, we're joined by the one and only Nikki Boyer. How are you doing this evening, Miss Boyer? Hi, that, that was quite an introduction. I was totally prepared for you to say somebody else's name. I'm like, this can't be me. <laughs> well, what's how are you guys amazing doing? is that. Oh, Good, how are you? Great. Joe's, uh, you know, excited to have you on. I'm excited to have you on. Um, Nikki, I, I was trying to make it the longest intro ever in the history of the show. I loved it. And I made it succeeded. What have you been up to? As I mentioned, we have not talked to you in over a year, which is just mind-boggling and just should never happen again. I but can't believe it was that long ago. I actually had to double-check. Yeah, it's been that long. Um, last time you were hosting Daytime in No Time, which you are no longer doing. So what have you been up to in the last oh, year and some change? Well, I was hosting Daytime and No Time up until uh, the end of this year. So I was still doing the same thing and loving it. And then it was just time. I, you know when you just feel like it's time to do something, like you need a change? Um, so I decided to leave Yahoo, and immediately the day that I decided to leave, 
I got a job offer somewhere else, which is very ironic and very weird because my mom always says to me, you know, one door closes, another can open, and I'm always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, I closed the Yahoo door, and then uh, the Ovation TV door opened, which was um, a guy I used to work with the TV Guide Network back in the day when I hosted Watch This uh, with John Henson. My boss at the time went over to Ovation Network, which hasn't really been on the map a lot lately, but it's an arts and entertainment uh, network, and they were looking for a new sort of face and voice of the network. And so that's what I just signed on to do pretty much January 1st, and we've been um, getting things moving over there. So I'm hosting a show every day called Morning Canvas in the mornings, and then I'm actually shooting a pilot uh, for Ovation with um, Ross Matthews Media, with my friend Ross's production company, and I've also been a series regular on Ross's show that's been on E! every Friday night at 10 o'clock. So even though I haven't been technically working a ton, I've been kind of <laughs> kind of busy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Now let me ask you, and please, um, I'm framing this question in a sense because it, it ties into stuff that we've been talking about for the past few weeks. Um, when you say the Ovation Network, is this a network on TV, or is it like the it WWE is. Network where you can only watch it on, like, the Internet or whatever? Um, no, it's actually a network. It's on television. It's on, let's see, I have AT&T U-verse, and it's, like, 385. I know Time Warner has it. Charter has it. Right. Oh, can't. You know what? There's a list, and I can provide it with uh, to you guys soon and let you know what uh, you know what the channel is. But it is called Ovation, and it's on every cable cable. Cable? Cable provider. Cable provider. <laughs> oh, my God, I've had too many drinks. Sorry. No. Oh, please, um, Nikki. It's an actual you know. television network. Now, Nikki, don't oh, get cool. mad at me because I'm a little under the weather, but let me ask you this question, and, again, don't get mad at me. But it seems like you get bored with projects quite uh, quickly. Um, what are we What are we going for the ultimate goal here? What is uh, Nikki's ultimate goal? And I think we asked you this a couple of years ago, if not last year. But what, what What do you think is your final, final passion, dream, whatever you want to call it? Okay. Um, well, I had my job at Yahoo for four and a half years, and for me, that felt like an eternity. Like, that okay. felt like a really long time. But in a normal person's world, it's not. But in, in this crazy world that we live in out here, a four and a half year job on air is, is a a pretty long time, but you're right, I do kind of get bored quickly because I'm always looking for something new and exciting. Not saying that I'm fair weather because I'm pretty loyal, but to answer your question, I think the dream, like really the tangible dream would be for Ross Matthews and myself to be the new Kelly and Michael on live every weekday morning hosting a live morning talk show. That to me would be beyond fun. So that to me is like the long-term goal. In the meantime, I just, you know, I'd like to host my own show on Ovation and, and possibly just take over the world, you know. Nothing too big. <laughs> Something that hey, me yo, and Dave have fun. what's wrong with you? What's wrong? What's, why are you sick? What happened? Um, I, I don't know. I think it's the change in weather um, here yeah. in Jersey. So it's just yeah. been uh, the last couple of days have not been fun. Yeah. Thank you. Well, There's something about a guy when he sounds like he's talking like this. Kind of cute. <laughs> oh, thanks, Nikki. <laughs> don't, don't let Joe fool you. Don't let Joe fool you. He's probably high on some sort of drugs right now, so he's out in left field. But uh, Joe, I've always found this funny, and I, I have to, I have to throw this out there. I don't know if either of you know this. I know Joe doesn't. Joe's not. You know, Joe doesn't know a lot of things. But you actually don't get sick from changing the weather. What happens is germs, you know, have you heard of germs? That is where you get sick. 
and I know that you are, are an interesting character, so who knows what you're up to over there. But, Nikki, my, my real question here tonight, the real reason <laughs> that I wanted to have you on is, when are you going to replace, when are you going to come on this show and replace this fool that I have been saddled with for over three years? When are you going to be the co-host of Pure Gold? That is, that's the real, that's what I want to know. That's so, what you want to know? Listen. Yes, I don't want to take Joe's place. We can listen. We we can have room for all of us. But I will start that job tomorrow night at this time. I'll be there as oh, long as you pay me in pizza. <laughs> wow, that's amazing! Because you have that's to pay actually, me in pizza. That's actually what we've been doing with Joe. We've been keeping him on a pizza stipend for all these years, <laughs> and, and that's why he's fit. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, I think that's the only reason that Joe is uh, is still on the show. But uh, you know, Nikki, oh it's interesting. You, I always follow you on uh, on the Twitter, and I know you have uh, many many Twitter followers. Every time I look and check, you've got like a thousand more. Um, but you you blog about something, and uh, I'd like you to kind of get into this because uh, recently, when we kind of, I guess the word is reconnected, it, it was over your blog, which I retweeted, and I see, all right, Nikki's Nikki's promoting something. Let me promote it. But you, you have a blog out there, and uh, since it's your blog, please tell us about it. But, uh, you know, introduce it. Tell us what, it, what it's all about. And, you know, get the audience uh, into the, the, the stylings of uh, Instamom, Nikki Boyer. Yeah. No, God, thanks for bringing that up. I love it. Well, you know, part of my life is doing television and radio and, you know, working wherever I can and doing music and acting and all that. But really the other half of my life is – helping my boyfriend of the last five years raise his two daughters. And so I have all these things I want to vent and talk about and brag about. And so I'm like, oh, i got to do a blog. And I do video blogs all the time, but there's just something about reading a story, the written word. So I was like, I'm going to get into this writing thing. And I have a friend who is helping me with, like, the editing because – you would be very confused if you read my writing with my type of punctuation. You'd be like, that is the longest run-on. My whole blog would be a run-on sentence because that's how I talk. So my blog is called Hashtag Instamom, and it's basically what kind of I feel like what happened. I dated my boyfriend for a year, and all of a sudden he introduced me to his kids, and then it went from like, oh, it's, you know, every other weekend we hang out or we have lunch or dinner. So all of a sudden we decided to move in together, and that's a whole new world of like being thrust into the world of being a mom, but not having really carried the kids or prepared or, you know, I didn't read any books. I didn't do any of that. All I did was babysit my, my cousins when I was a kid. And so now I'm, I'm a full-fledged <laughs> Instamom. And let me tell you, it is like they're inside right now, and they're like, can we come out and listen to your interview? We promise we won't say anything. And I was like, are you crazy? You can't listen to my interview. And they're like, why? Are you going to say something mean about us? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Nope, just the truth. And they're like, oh, that's going to be mean. I'm like, no, it won't. So it's been a learning curve. I adore them. Like, they are my family. Um, and at the same time, they challenge me like no other circumstance has ever challenged me in my life. But I'm really honest about it in my blog. You know, I, I mentioned what's happening, and I think sometimes it may rub people the wrong way, but I think at the end of the day, just you have to be truthful with yourself and, you know. That's what I'm what trying kind of, to do. Yeah. What kind of comments do you get on the blog, by the way? Is it, like, positive, I hope? I'm hoping it's, like, 95% positive. positive. It's, 
Yeah, it's mainly positive. In fact, Stepmom Magazine, which I didn't even know existed, just approached me and did an article about me that's featured in their April issue. And then I'm, I'm going to be the featured cover of Stepmom Magazine come July. And I'm like, God, this is a world I never thought I would be in. Like, step, what? Stepmom? But mo- most of the comments that I get really are positive, like, hang in there. It's really hard. You know, but they love you. Uh, remember, it's not the kid's fault. When you get frustrated, it's never, you know, it's never really about the kids. It's more about the circumstance. And I get a lot of right. po- a lot of positive thoughts. And so, um, I get other people saying, "Run for the effing hills." That's what was my favorite uh, response. Wow. <laughs> that was that's always good. Um, that's, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, listen, I'm really tying in, mm-hmm. tying into your blog. Um, uh, two questions. First of all. Have you ever seen this show? Oh, what is it? I think it's called Insta Mom. Actually, is it Insta Mom? Uh, with Tia Mallory, Tia Tamara. I forget which one. Insta you know, Mom. Yeah, me, you know I have Instant Mom. Okay, I have seen I it, but it's is, funny. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no. Have you seen it? Have you? <laughs> I have seen it, and uh, and my wife, my wife, for whatever reason, I have no clue. She watches. The funny thing is, <laughs> she watches some uh, reality TV, and I hate reality TV. And but she just watches, you know. She finds certain things interesting. She likes the the sisters, and um, I forget which one she prefers over the other. But whichever one it is that, and I sound so ignorant right now because I don't know. But uh, with either Tia or Tamara, one of them has the show, and it's about your situation basically. Except there's three kids, if I'm not mistaken, or there's a boy and a girl. That's besides the point. But anyway, so she marries this guy. You know, they get together, and all of a sudden she's an instant mom to these two teenagers. Now, you know, in your situation, it sounds very similar. So what I want to know is why were you not doing this show instead of her? Like, why did Nikki Boyer not have her own TV show about her life experience? That's my first question. And then when you answer that, I'll ask my second question. You, I love that question. I and I love reality <laughs> TV. I do. I love that question because, first of all, you're like, why are, why are you not doing this? Like, way to cut to the chase, right? <laughs> I would love I don't really want a reality show about my life. I think I have. Um, I uh, I well, love reality not, TV. Reality I love show. to watch it. Well, it's not, not a reality show. show? It's a, it's a, no, it's a sitcom. But I brought it up because she has her own reality show also, which is totally separate. So oh. it's a sitcom basically based on your life. It's why I'm wondering why don't you have this show? Oh, you're why asking you me why I don't have a sitcom. Oh, okay. Let me tell you why this, I don't have a sitcom. Because my way. name's yes. not Tia or Tamara, and I wasn't a twin actress <laughs> with my sister on Disney Channel about 15 years ago. <laughs> That's why. You know what's funny is back in the day I worked in St. Louis and I worked at the WB Kids Club um, way back in the day when I was a kid. And I interviewed Tia and Tamara Maori when they were kid actors and they were twins. They were on, I can't remember, uh, Sister, Sister. It was a show yes, called yes. Sister, Sister about the two of them on, I think it was the W, yeah, it was the WB. Yes, yes. It was. And um, so I remember them from back in the day. Yeah, they're adorable and I love them. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the reason they have a sitcom and I don't is because it's a lot easier for them to get a pitch meeting. <laughs> Than it is for me. That's really the cut, the cut and dry version of that. But yeah, I would love a sitcom. Hopefully, by the time I talk to you next, I'll have my own sitcom, and I can be like, "See, hey, look, boys, look what I did." Definitely, definitely. You, you should, you should absolutely have your own show. And like I said, the reason I brought it up is because of that. On the reality show, you know, you see her going through the whole, um, the heartbreak over, you know, getting a pilot, not getting a pilot. This goes on like for a while in the season, you know, from the episodes that I've seen. But I just think it's funny yeah. because her whole show is basically your life, you know, what what you're going through in a sense. So I just thought I, I you know, made the connection there, and you definitely should have. 
some sort of show on some channel, you know, whatever channel, it, you should be on it. But my other question is, you mentioned your blog, going back to that since we're on this whole Instamom thing. Um, yeah. With you, you mentioned that most of the comments are positive. Have you gotten negative feedback about you personally, or is it like you said, run for the hills, you know, et cetera, et cetera? Right. You know, not from my blog I haven't gotten any negative comments, but, oh, my gosh, there are some crazy folks out there on Twitter. I mean, absolutely, certifiably crazy. I've had a death threat. I had a guy uh, say that he hated the sound of my voice so much that he wanted to wait for me to leave my house outside my bushes Uh-oh. and slit my throat. That was my favorite. That's a oh, nice had one. That, that, that's, that's yeah, cute. I was I like, like, oh, that. that's so sweet. It's so thoughtful. Like, go straight for the throat. Just go for it. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I had some... to suffer is what it was, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's like, listen, listen, let's just, let's just, I don't like your vocal cords, so I will come out. It's <laughs> wow. one of those weird things where I, I think hate mail and I think that nasty comments about myself are really funny. I don't know why I laugh <laughs> at them. I don't, I, re, I, sometimes I print them and post them up or I repost them. But if someone's wow. being like just, like if someone's being mean to somebody else, then it gets nasty. Like if somebody picks on one of my fans or if somebody says something mean about somebody that I support, then that's when the fight and, like, the gloves, like, come off. But for some reason when it's me, I'm like, okay, well, you think I'm annoying. Thanks for writing. Have a nice day. And I'll send them, like, you know, a video blog of me talking nonstop. Here you go. You tired of me talking? Now I'm just going to sit and talk to you. So I try to kill people with kindness a little bit. <laughs> it, it, it amazes me twofold. It amazes me the fact that you're the only person that I know who would present a death threat in such a, like, jovial, like, just funny manner. Like, you just, like, it's just, there's definitely something going on, you know, upstairs with you, which I find hilarious. And the second thing is, you know, and I don't, I don't mean this, believe me, I, you know, like I said, you are, you are my absolute favorite guest on the show, and I don't mean this in any way negatively towards you, but I'm always baffled, I'm always baffled, you know, with celebrities and the way that people react towards them, like, um, you know, in your situation, you're not as famous as, say, Gwyneth Paltrow, right, but obviously you're way more famous than, you know, Joe or myself, but, you know, you're, you're still, you're a celebrity, you know, you're, you're in the celebrity world, and you're getting a death threat, and I, I have no idea why. Well, it's weird, because then you can only different. imagine what happens to, uh, to bigger celebrities, you know, like, holy Oh, that's crazy. It's funny that Dave mentioned it's funny that Dave mentioned Gwyneth Paltrow. Did you hear her comments this past week, uh, Nikki? I did about her separation from Chris Martin. Um, no, the fact that she said that it's uh it's harder to be a celebrity. Oh, it's more difficult mom. for her to be a, it's more difficult for her to be a mom than it is for anybody else. Oh, I'd love yes. that one. Yeah, that's well, a really you think good about way. That? Well, listen, I don't know her personally, but I know that she is, you know, um, I know she is a good person and has good qualities because I know people that are friends with her. I've never met her, but I can honestly say that she wins the award for being the most, like, uh, she should permanently put a shoe into her mouth because it seems like she's constantly putting her foot in her mouth and she's constantly... (laughs) trying to be so relatable, but she she sort of turned into this really unrelatable woman, which I don't, you know, when you have your own website and you, you have your own, uh, you're trying to promote items and trying to show people how, you know, 
they can get by and enjoy great things in life. Like that's what her website Goop is all about. But then you go on the website and it's things that are completely unreachable for the normal person. And then to hear her say something like it's harder for her to be a mom than it is for any other mom, like I'm sure there are parts of that that are true. You can't leave your house. The paparazzi follows you. Um, I get where it was coming from, but she's just got to choose her words more carefully because, you know, it's – you're going to be criticized for everything you say, so you might as not you might as well not say any anything that's that's so easily criticized. Like moms, listen, moms are fierce women. You cannot critique a mom, much less tell a mom that your job is harder than theirs. Well, guess what? Our moms don't have nannies. Our moms don't have drivers. They don't have cooks. They don't have personal chefs. We don't have you know we don't have all that. Yeah, there are things that she has to deal with that we don't have to. But I think making a comment like that is just kind of sticking your head in the mud. And that's the thing, right? That's the interesting thing because I've I have read some of her comments, and I, the only time, and you know, I, I like her as far as her acting and stuff. You know, I liked her in the Iron Man movies. I liked her Pepper Potts and you know other roles that she's played. Um, but I didn't realize because I'm not into the as so much as the celebrity gossip, or whatever. It just doesn't it doesn't interest me for the most part. But you know, certain things you see, uh, whether it's on Yahoo, whether it's on Facebook, you know, there's always those updates or whatever the case is. And obviously on Twitter, people are always talking about something. But all her comments that I've seen, whether it's living in Europe versus living in the United States, now, of course, this whole mom thing, it really, like you said, right. it really does seem that she, she always sticks her foot in her mouth. She comes across as extremely just not with it and not in touch with what's going on and just not in touch with any kind of fan base, let alone her own. And, you know, every every celebrity, for the most part, you know, a lot of them, they help uh, charities and, you know, they do have redeeming qualities and stuff. But it really amazes me that as a celebrity, you don't think, all right, well, I'm going to offend X amount of people and I'm going to offend this. But then I also understand the, the other aspect of it where, you know, you can't, like you said, you can't leave your house. You can't go to the bathroom because people are going in your garbage and they're going to see what you use. Right, right. You took a pregnancy test and they're going to see what flavor, you know, right. water you drink and just like thick, cemented stuff. But, you know, that that's just, that baffles me. Um, hopefully nobody's going through your garbage, but that, you know, that maybe a raccoon or two, but that, that's another story yeah, that's for another time. That is about all just going through my garbage. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I love this. Are you kidding? The fact that you guys even care that I have anything important to say is just flattering in and of itself. Well, you know, I mean, there's, of course, uh, the checks in the mail, of course, for this appearance, uh, the pizza (laughs) coupons are are coming, believe me. But um, my question for you is, and and Joe had mentioned this at the top of the show, are you, I know you watch TV, but are you a fan of How I Met Your Mother? I I just have to ask this before. Anything else? Did you watch you know the show? Did you watch the show? Did you I don't. I'm a fan of TV. I love television. But it's funny. For being so silly and loving comedy, um, I always gravitate towards the sick and twisted shows. So I don't watch a lot of network TV. I'm more of a cable girl. Like, I watch <laughs> The Walking Dead. I watch Orange is the New Black. I watch The Following. I watch True Detective. Like, I'm really warped when it comes to, like, what I watch on TV. Or I completely go the opposite way, which is, like, the real Housewives of New Jersey. Like, really? Is that – yeah. But for some reason, I don't get into, like, the general network type of shows. How I Met Your Mother, um, I've never even watched a full episode of it. And I heard people were totally disappointed in the series finale. What did you guys think? Well – I know that Joe, and neither one of us is a fan of the show. I've seen the show. I don't know if Joe has, and we were going to get into this earlier, uh, later, but I figured since you were on and you're the TV personality, I would ask you about it. But everything I've read, and, and I, I know the story of the show, 
Uh, I can totally understand why fans are upset. I can totally get why people are just so outraged over the whole thing. Basically, at the end of the show, what they did was they completely destroyed the entire premise of the show, which, of course, sounds stupid. How are they the mother? The whole purpose is supposed to be how Ted Mosby meets his future wife, the mother of his children, who he's telling a story to. But okay. they, they kind of flip it at the end, and then it turns out to be a story that almost... And, and my whole issue with the show is, I, I'm, you know, I, I like, when I watch TV, I like to be logical. I, I like to see things in a way. I've always personally thought that TV shows, for the most part, at the five-year mark, everything goes down the toilet. You know, five years, if you can do five good seasons and 100 episodes, you should call it quits because most shows, when they go eight, nine, ten, eleven years, whatever the case is, it's just, it just gets bad. And this is the ninth season of the show. Where in the world would you ever have to tell somebody a nine-year story on how right. you met another person? <laughs> totally insane. And, I don't, again, this is why I always had a problem with it. The whole concept of it to me was just ridiculous once you get past a certain point. But at the end, you know, he does meet the mother, but it basically turns into uh, a footnote. She, the mother is a footnote in his life, and, you know, he has the kids, and it's just, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And sometimes I wonder what people think. I've always fancied myself like, oh, you know, if I ever get a TV show, if I, you know, if I could have get, got involved right. in the network show, of course, it's never going to happen. But one thing that's always baffled me about TV is what people think. You know, what what are you thinking when you make this show? Now, I'm sure you, you, you know Seinfeld, the TV show. You've heard it. You've seen it. Most people have. And to me, and I know Joe is a huge fan of that show, that's one of the worst series finales ever. But this show, considering the it length of the it by far, a, ten times really? more that, that, yeah, than the Seinfeld series finale, which was, and I know Joe backed me up, which was terrible. Um, but, I, again, I just, I, I wanted to ask you and, you know, ended up... Well, I think when you have some of the best writers in television, some of the best producers in television, and you have a story that you've created and made up and people have gone along for the ride, you better make that last turn of the ride just stellar. And I think you've got to be able to be creative. You've got to be able to give them a little bit of what they want and then a little bit of unexpectedness. But when you totally turn it backwards and upside down, you leave the people feeling duped. And there's no worse feeling than going on a ride for nine years with people and then feeling like they're trying to pull one over on you. That just leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth. You know, the bottom line, Nikki, is that um, most series finales uh, really are done poorly and just leave a bad taste. I mean, I look at Sopranos, Seinfeld. That's true, yeah. I think one of the only ones that I really enjoyed was Golden Girls. What was? I don't, are you being serious? I don't remember that season finale. No, I, I really am. <laughs> I think oh, you they're are. all. Uh, I love well, it. I think you know, that could it. have been punchline for a joke because that sounded awesome. No, no. But what did they do on that one? I don't remember because I loved the Golden Girls, but I don't remember the finale. Dave, do you remember? No, I don't, and that is actually one of my all-time favorite shows as well. But um, please, sir, inform us. Tell us what happened. Yeah, tell you what happened. Well, basically, they they end up moving out of the house, and before they and they move their separate ways. Uh, but before they do, they have one get together, and you know, it's one of those that they end up in the, the the living room giving one big group hug before they leave for their own separate lives. So, uh, you know, those sentimental uh, series finales are good. Like I remember, Fresh yeah. Prince of Bel Air was good like that too, I believe. Um, but 
you know that you know finales are are whatever we could discuss those at any time um but yeah. Nikki, I just want to say you know no matter what you do, it seems like the one constant in your life has come back to to pure gold, and we really do appreciate that. Oh, you guys are so sweet. I, I appreciate it. I'm, we're, you're my, that's it. That's what I want to put on my website, NikkiBoyer.com. Pure gold is my constant. That's it. Done. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny, it. you guys. Uh, it's so true, Nikki. I mean, like I said, I, I really am serious about firing Joe and replacing you, uh, you know, him with you. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I did a little research on the whole finale thing, and just to, just to end this, because this will probably be the last time we talk about it. To me, you know, I agree with Joe, most finales are terrible, and, uh, you know, I'm sure both of you know Bob Newhart, the comedian. And I, I have read this a while back as one of the greatest finales in the history of television, and I just think it's so brilliant. And you talk about being duped, but to me this is, like, amazing. Bob Newhart did the Bob Newhart show for years, which was, you know, a huge successful show, Emmy Award winning, et cetera, et cetera. Then he did right. another show called Newhart, right? And then and Newhart goes on for years and years and years, and at the end of that show, the whole ending, the whole final scene, he wakes up. I remember up, this, yes. Yeah, he wakes up from a dream next to his wife in the Bob Newhart show, and it turns out that the entire show, which was called Newhart, and I know it's Bob Newhart, Newhart, but the second show was an entire dream of the character from his first show. And, you know, they were, I was reading about it. The, the audience went insane. You know, everybody loved it. Um, it was completely kept secret. It was held under the wraps. His, his wife from the first show was flown in, nobody, you know, secretly and everything. And when I read it, I was just so blown away. And I wish I was, not that I wish I was older, but I wish I was old enough to really have appreciated that type of, of thing. But just reading about it on, you know, Wikipedia and all over the Internet just amazes me. And I wish that that level of creativity existed instead I of... I know. Yeah. How I make other where you pretty much get kicked in the groin at the end of the show, like, oh, here, here's the ending. Bam, you know, take it. <sighs> but anyway. Well, I agree, because to me that was one of the best um, season success series finales. I I'm, I'm just want you to know I'm on, on, totally on the same page. And it, it was a duping... But at the same time, it was a br- like if you're going to dupe someone, make it so brilliant and so funny and so irreverent um, that that it feels worth it. So we can, yeah. I, I now now you have me hooked. Now I want to go watch that uh, that series finale again of New Heart because I remember the audience went crazy. That it went nuts. I remember that. Not that I'm old enough to know what New Heart is. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. That's <laughs> yeah. what we do with Pure Gold. We, we, we take people back to, like, you know, centuries, decades, yeah. years before any of us were born, <laughs> and talk about things that we really don't know about, but we make it entertaining. <laughs> Thank you, as yeah. always. <laughs> it was such a pleasure having you on, and hopefully we'll have you on again very soon. Um, you're the best. We wish you nothing but success, and we do hope that, you know, maybe when you when you do make it huge, we can be like, uh, you know, extras in a scene or you get your call. 100%. Or you know, some, for sure. Some, some sort of, oh, my God, of know. course. Thank you for the support, you guys. <laughs> hey, follow me on Twitter, at Nikki Boyer. Follow me on Facebook. Do all that good stuff. I'm on Instagram, at Nikki BTV. Um, you guys are the best. I follow you guys. And um, I just really appreciate the support. And, uh I hope to talk to you guys soon. Let me know. I'll call in and just send me some pizza, and I'll be there. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. It's a pleasure, of course. All right, good night, you guys. Have a good one. You too, Nikki. Bye. The one and only.
the incomparable, the amazing, talented. I mean, she pays me to say all this stuff just so, just so you guys know about her, Nikki Bird. And, you know, Joy, we, we always talk about this. We've had this conversation so many times over the years, but, you know, Lisa Mateo's up there. Um, you know, Brittany Brannon, Anna Rodriguez, uh, Morgan Ward, who was on last week, all these great guests that we've had, but she, to me, takes the cake because she treats us with more respect than we deserve considering that we are the lowest of the low and the scummiest of the scum on this show. Um, it's just it's great. I mean, if Nikki had heard our show from a couple of weeks ago, we were pretty much just, just embarrassing ourselves repeatedly and laughing hysterically for no reason. I mean, she probably would have refused to come on the show tonight, but, uh, you know, just a great guest. So she's just one of a kind. Yeah, I mean, how many times did you try to pawn her off, pawn me off to get her to host the show? I mean, it's a, it's a little bit overkill. Uh, not enough, apparently, because it's not working, but... You know, folks, uh, we have our other guest, Lauren, who's going to be calling in soon. But, uh, you know, we're going to take a break here, and we'll be right back to talk about so many other things on this amazing uh, April Fool's. You know, I actually thought Nikki was going to pull an April Fool's joke out of us and not call in. That would have been great. Uh, folks, yeah. right back. <laughs> we will be right back after this. And considering that we just heard her on the show for, like, the last 20 minutes, uh, let, let's get a little uh, Nikki Boyer here. Hey, everybody, it's Nikki Boyer from Yahoo's Daytime in No Time. And don't forget to check out Pure Gold every single week for amazing guest interviews and pretty entertaining radio, I have to say. You guys are awesome. Yes, we are. We are absolutely awesome. And let's, let's see. Here's another one for you, folks. Hi, this is Morgan Willard, Miss Oklahoma, USA 2010. Make sure to check out Pure Gold every week at puregoldpg.com. Dave and Joe always bring the best in entertaining talk radio and great guests like me. Hey, guys, this is actress Sadie Alexandru, and you are listening to Pure Gold. Hi, this is Lauren Lester, and you are listening to Pure Gold. I'm Lisa Mateo from the Pixel 11 Morning News in New York. Make sure you check out Pure Gold every week for the best talk radio around. Folks, we're back. As always, puregoldpc.com. Make sure you check us out there if you'd like to call on the show. 714-364-4721. We are now going to be joined by our second guest of the evening, the one and only Lauren Crocker, who was... A personality over at 103.9 FM, but she is currently an on-air personality at 107.1 FM. And of course, we're going to get into all of this with Lauren this evening. How are you doing, Miss Crocker? Hey guys, how are you? Hey Lauren, you're doing awesome. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. Um, Lauren and I have talked, uh, you know, a little bit in terms of uh, you know from Facebook and trying to get her on the show again. I know it's been a while. And, I'm going to have uh, our, our producers, uh, which, which would be, you know, the, the slaves that we have over here, to check and see when the last time Lauren was actually on our program. But a lot of a lot of stuff has changed. It has been a while. And as a matter of fact, wow, it's been, and you're, you're not going to believe this, Lauren, but it has been almost exactly two years since you last appeared on our program. The last time you were on the show was April 18th of 2012, Unreal. No way! Time. I thought it was. I, you know, I was actually thinking about it earlier, and I thought it was last year around this time. I can't believe it's been two years. That is amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, at here at the website, and yeah, we had you on two years ago, and uh, un unbelievable. Um, 
Well, obviously you haven't missed. Obviously you haven't missed me very much, or else you would have asked me back sooner. <laughs> well, that's actually not true because, again, going back to Facebook, we've talked about it for a while, and you know, finally you're here, and of course things have changed with you. Um, tell us about your new radio station. Tell us what you're doing now, and then how that all that came about. Um, I'm working middays right now, uh, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on 107.1 FM. It's a station in New Jersey, a great station. It's, it's sort of a hot, AC, adult contemporary, uh, great music. And we cover Middlesex, Monmouth, Ocean County. We basically take you all the way from Atlantic City all the way up through, like, Staten Island. It's a really big, uh, covers a lot of land in New Jersey. New Jersey is a big state. We need a lot of music out there. So, um and I've been there now. I'm coming up on my year anniversary there uh, this month, too. So April's a big month. Anniversary with you, anniversary with my, my gig. It's good. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, your gig actually pays you. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, was the change um, something that you uh, had intended after being uh, with the other radio station, or is this, like, came out of the blue? I loved WFAS. I loved my... My position there, I was doing morning show, which is definitely one of the you know most fun opportunities I've ever had. Um, uh, but, you know, like they say in our business, guys, you got to go where the money is. And it was a little better of a contract with this station. And I had worked with this station before. I actually had my first radio job with uh, this company. So I knew I loved them. And they called me and they said, listen, we're blowing up our um, sort of old – AC station and we're turning it into a hot AC and we want you to be a part of the team and it was a project that I was excited about. I'm now traveling a lot further than I was before. My commute pretty much doubled, but it's great work and I love it and, you know, you got to pay the bills. <laughs> of course, of course. And, uh, I mean, we definitely over here, you know, Joe and I are working separately and doing our own thing and, you know, we, we always talked about wanting to get Pure Gold on the air, which we did for a while. Uh, of course, in Newark, and uh, that whole thing, you know, blew up uh, horrifically. But that's another story for another time. And it's always nice to see, you know, people. Now, you mentioned all the area that that you cover, your station. It's funny because here in, where we are in North Jersey, it's probably like one of the only areas that I don't think you you do cover. But um, it's just interesting that you know to see people from you know, whether it's CSB or whatever the case locally getting gigs and you know getting jobs and you know obviously advancing their career. What's your What's your long-term goal as far as this goes? I mean, again, you mentioned you've got this new contract and you're here with the station. You, you were there before. But what's your, what's your long-term goal? I mean, where, where do you see yourself, you know, two years from now, the next time we have you on this show, where do you see yourself? <laughs> oh, gosh, I hope it's not another two years. That's, that's totally now – that now that I'm actually getting sleep, that was another perk of this job is that my mornings – before I was working mornings and then I was working nights. It was It was kind of crazy. But – um, two years from now, I would love to still possibly be at this station, um, if not at another one. And uh, I would love to, I, I don't know, I kind of always like to have my hands in different things. Um, I was listening a little bit before when you were talking to Nikki, and she's just awesome and doing the TV and radio and writing. Okay. And I'm definitely uh, branching out into some opportunities in writing and in some more on-camera work. So, I kind of, you know, I, I think, as we all know, you know, being broadcasters and you really have to be able to sell yourself in every way that you can. And you guys are doing it. You're producing a show. You're going on air. You're getting your own guests. You're doing what you're doing with your show. And 
for me, I think it's more about just getting myself out there uh, on, you know, camera, via the speakers, the airwaves, writing, you know, just all kinds of good stuff. Now, does your show uh, have live in, live callers call into you as the DJ? We do. Yep, we have callers. I have some of my my faves that I that listen all the time. I mean, we're really geared toward, you know, kind of your 30s, maybe young 40s mom or or non-mom working woman is kind of at work. We we have a lot of at work listeners. We also do a text connecting. So they can text into the station. And so I get a lot of girls and guys that text and talk to me during the shift, and I read them on air, and we have callers. It's a very interactive station. Of course, the station's on the Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, all that kind of stuff. I have so many accounts that I have to tweet from and post pictures to. I can't keep track. <laughs> no, yeah, I can imagine. Lauren, do you um, do you have, like, a topic each night or each day? I mean, sorry. Or, or is it, like, just random every day? Well, I do. Um, that's a great question because I'm kind of trying to reformat my show a little bit because it is music. It's a music-driven station, so um, I don't get to talk as much as I used to, like when I was doing the morning show or like what you guys are doing. But I do try to take a little segment out of my shift and focus it on entertainment news, kind of pop culture. Um, obviously, whatever's going on with music, I throw it in there. Um, so I really, it's all about show prep that day. I do a lot of prep before I go on air and just kind of what's going on with pop culture, the music, you know, everything that people listening to the station would be interested in. I try to cover local stuff, obviously, um, you know, things that I like to talk about. I'm a nerd. I love talking about my dogs. I throw them in there. I mean, manicures, you name it, I talk about it. <laughs> Oh, that sounds right up Joe's alley. <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely. Is, um, you know, I do follow you on uh, Facebook and, and Twitter and all that. And, you know, I'm, I was looking at, at something that you, you posted the other day, and uh, I, I'm going to get to that in one second. But before I, I get to that, you mentioned TV, you mentioned Nikki. You know, she, obviously she was on a minute before. But um, you, you talk about television. I have to ask you this question. Did you watch, or do you watch the show, How I Met Your Mother? You know, it's funny. I was not, I, I never no. got into the show only only because of time. Like, I just did, never got into it. You know, and you just never catch a show, like, halfway through. Right. But I am so fascinated to go back and watch it now because, A, I keep hearing so much buzz about this finale, and, B, I saw the cast on um, that show on Bravo, the actor's studio, inside the actor's studio, Right. And I, I just fell in love with them as a as a group. And I, I mean, Neil Patrick Harris to me is like a god. I love him. I love Jason Segel. I love the women. Like it has every component that I love in a television show. I just never had the chance to get into it. So I was like, would have been a late a come a come late to the party kind of watcher. I I can understand that, but nine years is definitely a long time to catch up on. With me, if something doesn't catch my attention in the first season or two, I just can't. Um, you know, obviously, I, I, I have seen the show a bit. You know, we talked about it with Nikki. And the series finale got a lot of an amazing amount of negative um, feedback. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious. Like, I just watched a show recently, Chuck, which was on, you know, I think it was, I forget, I don't even remember what channel it was on, actually. Um, but I saw it on Netflix, and I watched all five seasons of it in, like, two weeks. And I loved the show. But I felt like, you know, they should have cut the show, and they should have ended it differently or whatever. But that was me being able to watch it quickly because I got into it. Um, but again, nine seasons worth of, of How I Met Your Mother, 208 episodes, I believe. That's, that would take some time to get through. Um, my other question, 
you know, since since you know you're not a fan of the show, I can't really get into that. I noticed some interesting footwear that you had on through Instagram, and you mentioned something about, if I'm not mistaken, Raw and the Bellas and the WWE. My <laughs> are you a fan of wrestling? And of course, if the answer is yes, then we we have so much more to discuss. Hey, <laughs> no, hey, no. I have to say, I do, I am, I will say I was, especially growing up as a child, I was a Brett the Hitman Hart fan. I had Brett the Hitman Hart boxer shorts that I used to sleep in. And even though he scared the crap out of me, I was an Undertaker fan as a young girl. Um, Love the Hulk. I always thought that Hulk Hogan was my father in another life and that I was going to grow up to be Brooke's sister in my head. And now... But the Bellas, I mean, in my in, again, in my later years, as, you know, as I've gotten older, I haven't had as much time as a child. I, I'm probably not as versed as, like, I could name all the rest. But I, I'm a big fan. Now that they have the wrestling network, I'm super psyched to get in. And I am so into the Divas. I watch it every week. I've got my boyfriend watching it. Not like it's really a hard thing for him to do. They're all gorgeous. But I really, really enjoy them, and I have such a great time watching these women. I think that they're – it's so cool because, yes, they're gorgeous, and they all have amazing bodies, and they do their thing, but they're also awesome athletes, and they're career girls, and they really, like – they go out there and they get it for themselves, and I just – I love them. I love everything about them. So it's safe to say that you'll be watching WrestleMania this Sunday instead of the Country Music Awards. I think that's a safe bet. You could put your money on that in Vegas. Absolutely. <laughs> Dave, bank on it. And the footwear, the, footwear were, the, the footwear you were talking about were my Nikki Bella socks. I love, she always wears those knee-high socks. I have them on right now. I'm definitely wearing them two nights in a row. Photo secret right there. And she wears um, these knee socks that she's kind of famous for, and they have, like, all these cool sayings on them. And my say beauty and the beast. But her legs look a little bit better than mine. Just, just, just going to say that. You know, what's interesting is that, you you know, you talk about the way that these women look and everything, and, and my wife um, my wife likes The Undertaker for reasons I, I can't understand. Uh, Joe and I, not fans of his, but that's, that's a whole other story for another time. Um, you know, she'll watch with me sometimes. You know, she she saw Hulk Hogan the other day, and she thinks Daniel Bryan looks like a, a, ho- a hobo, and, you know, she's wondering, you know, why Triple H hasn't destroyed him yet. But we always talk about this, and she and I always get into this, and the truth of the matter is, and I know Joe backed me up, most guys who watch wrestling, and I know this is going to sound like the most non-heterosexual thing to say, but most guys who watch wrestling really don't care about the divas, unfortunately. And, all right, yeah, they're pretty, whatever the case is. But for the most part, I don't think the WWE does a good job with them in terms of what they do in the ring. When you watch the matches, a lot of times there's you know, two minutes, three minutes. A lot of the girls, are, they're athletic, but they're not great wrestlers per se. Whereas when I watch the WWE Network and I watch uh, NXT, I mentioned this last week, the, the matches are amazing. These girls are like lifers. They, they love it. They're, they're, they got into it, you know, to be wrestlers, not necessarily divas. And it's a shame. But, again, uh, people talk about this all the time. That's what men use the bathroom break for. That's when they go to the bathroom when the divas matches come on. But there was a time, and not that long ago, when, you know, they, they had women's matches main eventing Monday Night Raw. They had, you know, Chris Stratus and Lead and all these other women who could actually really wrestle, and it was just so much more entertaining than it is now. And I get the whole Divas reality show and people watching it. I've seen an episode or two, can't lie, uh, mostly because of my wife, actually. But um, it's just, it just 
it always baffles me that I see this, and you see these women, and yeah, they're pretty, but most guys just don't care. They're more into the actual wrestling of it. Now, your boyfriend, you mentioned that uh, he watched this. Is he a wrestling fan, or do you just make him watch you, you know? Watch he is. No, he's, he's, he's a bigger wrestling fan than I am, and, you know, I think he kind of felt the same way. But if you watch the show, you really do get into their storylines, whether they're scripted or not. And I have to say, <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. Daniel Bryan, with all the success that he's had, I have a feeling that some of that has come because of his relationship with Brie Bella. I think that they've both helped to boost their careers. I mean, he, he and John Cena are both very, very prevalent on Divas because John Cena is yeah. with Nikki. And we all know Daniel Bryan and Brie are they, they haven't got married yet, but they're about to get married. And, uh, like, the guys get a lot of airplay. And I know that I, again, like I said, as a former more into it. I've, I've re-fell in love with wrestling because of the Divas show. I probably wouldn't have known who Daniel Bryan was if it wasn't for watching the Divas. Like, eventually I would have watching WrestleMania and been like, oh, this yes movement, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, it's like when I think Daniel Bryan, I think of Brie Bella, you know? So <laughs> I think it is cool that there is a whole nother generation, you know, again, maybe women, young girls, whatever, who might be watching this show and spark a little more, bit more interest about what's going on. I used to think John Cena was so cheesy, and I'm a huge rock girl. Like, The Rock is, I, I just, I, I, I just, I love him. I love The Rock. I love everything about him. Um, and so I always thought John Cena, especially, I was like, ugh, John Cena and those shorts, I can't even handle it. And how does he dress? And he looks just <laughs> but, but now that you see that different side of him, and again, some of it's scripted and all this, but... I am a big fan of John Cena now, and I like really enjoy watching him out there, and I get what he's doing. So it is, it's cool. It's been kind of a whole new like refall in love with wrestling thing for me. As as me and Dave are falling out of love again with wrestling because we just think that the uh, <laughs> the reason why the network uh, brought us back in is because we could watch all the old school stuff, the stuff that actually was entertaining in the uh, the Attitude Era. It seems like nowadays. Um, the storylines have gotten quite stale. I mean, but we're, we're, me and Dave, honestly, Lauren, are really negative on wrestling. So as as me and Dave check out, um, you're more than welcome to give us some wrestling updates uh, whenever you want to come on to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. I'll, I'll try. I'll try to keep up with it all. I have to say, I was watching a little bit last night, and I will agree with what you were saying before about the chick matches because they had this huge chick match and it was all the divas some of them that are on the you know the diva show some that aren't and then they were all like basically going up against aj and it was like all of them against aj and i'm asking my boyfriend i'm like what is this what they're they're all just standing there and it was hysterical and then the match kind of got onto the floor and you saw that like nikki and brie bella had nothing to do with it like they weren't going to get their hands dirty like it was just one of those things they were just standing there looking pretty and if they had to get in the ring they would get in the ring but they were just kind of like there to be there so i get your point about how like you know i'm sure the women are kind of more used as like break time and let's just get them out and they look good and boobs and butt and yay 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 you know and and they kind of fulfilled that last night at least in my point of view but i just that was just one match that i saw well, no, but that's the issue, and that's the whole thing, is Nikki, um, Nikki, um, Natalia, for example. Natalia is one of the best female wrestlers on the planet. Her father's Jimmy Anvil Nightheart, yeah. your, your hero, but the Hitman Hart's, uh, you know, brother-in-law, or, you know, his tag team partner for many years. I mean, she can wrestle, and she's losing to Summer Rae last night. She's losing 
you know, matches left and right. She hasn't really had a long title reign uh, as a champion. It's stuff like that that always bothered us, you know, Joe and I, because and it's what helps make us negative about wrestling. Isn't it sport that's pre- if sports entertainment that everything is predetermined, you know, and, and yeah. sometimes you wonder about the, the booking decisions and who makes the decisions, but that's, you know, again, that, that we can go on, on and on for hours. But let me ask you this before we let you go and, uh, you know, you talk about wrestling. We're talking about this whole spectrum and everything. You're going to watch WrestleMania on Sunday. You already said that. Give us a prediction in what's going to happen with Daniel Bryan. I'd like to get your take since you're 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 a fan of the, the homeless man with the beard. I am a fan of the homeless man with the beard. I think I don't know. I think he's got a lot of momentum behind him. I I would I I wouldn't be surprised. Again, I'm not into like the stats and all the previous matchups like you guys are, so I could be speaking completely ignorantly. But I would be pretty happy to see Daniel Bryan like absolutely take it. I would. We're hoping uh, that's the case. Did you? Did you said you caught some of it last night? But did you watch? Did you happen to watch the end of the show? I didn't. I stopped. It was the girl, the big girl fight, and then oh, and then there was some boring match. Well, it, it was weird. It was the suits and um, the guy, the big guy. He had he had no shirt on, and he was going up against hey. uh, what's his name with the long Roman hair. Reigns yes. the long hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, Roman Reigns. I watched that match, and then I watched John Cena do something, and then I kind of I started watching something else. I got bored after that, but I didn't see the very end. All right, the reason I, the reason I was going to mention that is because uh, Daniel Bryan hadn't been on the show basically in two whole weeks, and he came in last night. Hey, Joe, obviously, you can chime in here. Did you happen to hear the reaction that he got when he came out of the crowd? Oh, super white hot, right? It was unbelievable. Lauren, I tell you, I haven't heard a crowd reaction like that in such a long time. The play, and they're in Washington, which is Batista's hometown, Washington, D.C. The place literally exploded. When he came out of the out of the ring, you know, he came into the ring from the outside, from through the crowd, and he attacked Triple H. And everything he did, I mean, he could have gone in there and taken a dump in the ring, and the crowd would have literally just just like lit it on fire and gone insane. They were so. Now wait up. a second, I I have to interrupt you because I was watching when Triple H and Stephanie McMahon said that he wasn't there, so he actually was there. Yeah, he was. Last week they mentioned that he didn't come out at all. This week he, he ran into the crowd at the very end, the last couple of minutes, two, three minutes maybe, of the show. He went nuts, pretty much beat up everybody, and it was amazing. It was literally like, the, this reminds me of Steve Austin back in the Attitude Era, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, the types of reactions that he would get. That's what the crowd wants with Daniel Bryan, and I'm hoping that it pays off on Sunday. Joe and I are going to get into this in a minute, but uh, you know, hopefully that'll that'll go well for him and you know, maybe one of your Bella girls will, will win the Divas title and, you know, do whatever and go show up with it on Total Divas. But, um, you know, it, it's kind of cool talking to somebody, uh, one of our non-regular guests who knows a little bit about wrestling. And, you know, like Joe said, <laughs> it, would be great to ha- it would be great to have you on at any point. And, um, again, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Much success to you uh, over at 107.1. Hopefully you'll be running the station by the next time, you know, we do talk to you. And, uh you know, get your everything going that you want to get going. It really was great having you on the show. And, again, I, I can't believe it's been two years since we last talked to you. Yeah, we need to we need to make sure that doesn't happen again. I really appreciate you guys uh, having me on. It's been awesome, and I've had so much fun talking wrestling with you. Now I'm really bummed I missed the end. Thank you for filling me in. Yeah. 
Listen, you need to you need to go back and you need to watch it on YouTube or you know DVR it or whatever. But I do. check it out; it's definitely worth it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Thank you again for having me on, and we will not make it a two-year thing this time. Definitely. Have a good night, Lauren. Thank you so much. You too, guys. Thank you. Thanks, folks. Take care. Bye. Folks, that was the one and only Lauren Crocker. Oh, I forgot to ask her. I wanted to ask her if anybody, growing up as a kid, she mentioned she's a fan of The Rock. I wanted to ask her if anybody um, ever called her The Croc. Oh, boy. Yeah, that that would have went off well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sir. So let's get the last couple minutes we have. Let's get into uh, let's get into what's left of uh, WrestleMania. We discussed uh, you know a little bit with Warren, but uh, let's let's finish the show, sir. I've got a sick wife. I've got to go take care of. Woo! Okay. Um, funny uh, as I'm sick too, but uh, anyway. So WrestleMania 30 yeah, this Sunday. Finally, all the, what happens there? Nobody cares about you being sick. Oh, I know. So all the hype is finally over. This card is very underwhelming. We're going to break down each match and uh, discuss who we think is going to be the winner. What's interesting is that last night, March 31st, was 30 years ago, WrestleMania won. So that was the 30-year anniversary last night, which was uh, interesting to see Roddy Piper back in the ring. And um, I just didn't like the way, obviously, the whole segment ended up with all the people entering that invitational, that um, that little preview for the invitational on Sunday. So this Sunday is WrestleMania 30. And, um, sir, again, looking at the card from top to bottom, um, I mean, it's it's WrestleMania 30. You would think that they'd have a little bit better matches, but let, let's go through them in um, somewhat particular order. I mean, I'm looking at the first match. Let's talk about it because Lauren Crock er, was um, mentioning the Divas. They have the uh, fi- the Divas Invitational with AJ as the champion. Um, I think this is just a big spot fest, obviously, to get all the Divas on TV at WrestleMania 30. And I think that the um, I'm going to go with the prediction of AJ winning and retaining the title because when you have that many people fighting in a, in a match, I always think that the champion somehow wins the title and retains. Uh, I don't even know... The name and half the Divas were in this match, but uh, exactly. You're picking you're picking AJ to win. Uh, crap. Um, I'm, I guess I'll pick. Uh, I'll go on a limb here. I'll pick one of the Bellas to see. You know, if one of them wins and takes the title to the uh, Total Divas, which I find interesting, by the way. This Divas champion, she's been champion for over 200 and something days, has never been on the show. She's not on the show. She's. Not, I don't. How do you have a show Total Divas and your Divas champion in the face of your Evil division isn't even on the show. They just pick random girls, new girls. It just the show doesn't make any sense to me. I know Lauren likes it, but I just don't get it, sir. To be quite Yeah, I mean you're right. I, I don't know if AJ just doesn't want to be on the show or whatever it is, but you know to have to have the champion not on your TV show is just a little odd. But uh, that's one of the matches that to me is going to be one of those like you said bathroom breaks where perfect time to get up, stretch, and use the bathroom because that match is uh, utter crap. So, uh, moving on to utter more crap, they have a, you know, they just had the Royal Rumble two months ago, and I understand that they want to have 30 men in this battle royal because it's WrestleMania 30, you know, celebrating the 30-year anniversary of WrestleMania 1. Um, I don't know if this person, uh, the winner of this match, gets a title shot. I don't know what the, the uh, I know they get a nice trophy that looks like Andre the Giant. I think that's the consolation prize. Um, the one thing I must say about this, though, sir, is that I was pretty big on Big Show winning the whole thing, but once again, he's got a terrible winning record. I guess he hasn't won a WrestleMania match 
And the fact that he cleaned one, house last one, night. One, one time. Oh, one time, okay. The fact that he cleaned house last night on Raw before WrestleMania makes me think that he's not going to win it. So, um, I mean, if I was to pick a winner, if anyone, I'm, I'm going to have to pick like somebody like Sheamus or Dolph Ziggler because I just don't see anybody else actually winning this battle royal. Um, I'm going to pick, I guess I'll go with the big show. I'll give him a second win in WrestleMania. Probably not the case, but what the hell, why not? Why not? Moving right along, we have a match that, uh, again, makes no sense. This is WrestleMania 30. You have the Shield, the face of the Shield, you know, they're the face team, versus Kane and the New Age Outlaws. And I understand New Age Outlaws are cool again to be healed, but I think this this whole match falls flat. Unless there's a, a, a breakup of the Shield somehow, some way, which I don't think they're going to be able to do, explain that in one night because they just reunited a couple weeks ago, even stronger than ever. This match makes no sense to me, and the only way that it would make sense is for the Shield to lose and then for them to split up because uh, I'm, that's why I'm picking Kane and the New Age Outlaws in this match, sure, because, again, the Shield have no role anymore as a three-man team. They just they serve no role. It's time to them go on their singles way and have a career, have their own personal careers as single wrestlers. Yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely think that. So you're picking them against the Outlaws there? Yeah, I'm picking. No, I'm picking the Outlaws and Kane uh, beating the the Shield. Oh, oh, right, right. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm actually trying to re- listen to you and read an article. Well, if you're picking them, then I'll pick the Shield because I can't imagine them losing their first WrestleMania match. All right, and uh, going way on, I see the pre-show. I'm going to try to follow this on their website, but there's a pre-show, and I never understood how you could have a a title, a tag team title match on a pre-show. I, I think you could somehow fit this match into the WrestleMania card itself, but uh, sadly this is a pre-show match. you got the, the tag team titles, the Usos versus Los Matadors versus the Real Americans versus Ryback and Curtis Axel for the WWE tag team titles. It's a fatal four-way. Um, you know, I don't see how the Usos don't retain the title. They just got the straps about a month ago, so I think they retain in a an entertaining match, but um, I think the storyline will be here where where the... the, the um, the real Americans will split up, and then Cesaro will either go, uh, probably go face, and just uh, start a feud with uh, Jack Swagger. Well, what I don't get is right. You talk about this whole this match. Right? How do you have a pre-show? You have a four-hour pay-per-view. <laughs> exactly. Not only that, but you have the WWE Network now. Why do you have? A, why? What's the point? Especially now. What's the point of a pre-show match for a four-freaking-hour pay-per-view? How is that even possible? Especially something as coveted as the tag team titles. I mean, Mike, that should... And I don't even know if there's any musical guests or not this year. That should easily be on the card. Terrible, terrible booking. I got to have to win. They, they have to retain the titles. But the fact that Cesaro is not going to get on camera for his first WrestleMania is ridiculous, man. I agree, and you're right. Four hours, and they can't fit in a tag team title match. And mind you, there's no U.S. title match, obviously, because the Shield, uh, Dean Ambrose is in a match, and a three, three, uh, six-man tag match. And then there's no Intercontinental title defense because Big E is in the Battle Royal. So again, two matches that you could you could have had easily had a U.S. title match and an Intercontinental title match in this four-hour extravaganza. Moving right along, we have John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. The the mind games, I guess. If, if you want to be sold on this match, is that the mind games have been quite entertaining, I guess, from Bray Wyatt. 
Uh, John Cena showed up and played some mind games of his own last night. Honestly, again, I can't buy into this match because if Cena wins or loses, it doesn't affect him at all. I understand that Bray Wyatt is an up-and-coming guy, um, but again, putting him against John Cena makes no sense to me. I just think that John Cena will actually win this match and put Bray Wyatt into mid-card for life. Like most wrestlers end up with after they fight John Cena, they go back to the mid-card and they never come back. I'm going to go opposite of you, and I'm going to pick Bray. I'm probably going to be wrong on every single one of these predictions, but I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt because I think he's gotten the better of Cena in this feud in terms of the, of the promos. And by the way, John Cena cuts a horrific promo. Last night's promo was so terrible. It was un- I couldn't even listen to it. It was so bad, sir. It's just, he, I turned it off. He's, he's awful. But let, let's wrap this up, sir. What, what other matches are there? All right, we have the Phenom versus the Beast. It's the Undertaker wrestling in his annual match because he doesn't wrestle any more matches. He just wrestles once a year to keep the streak alive. Taking on Brock Lesnar, which, you know, in real life, Brock Lesnar should kick the crap out of Undertaker. Undertaker should have no offense in this match. But somehow, someway, you know that the Undertaker is going to keep that streak alive one more year, heading to his hometown next year for WrestleMania 31, and uh, hopefully retire then. Who cares about this match in terms of just drama or appeal. I just think that there's no chance in hell, as Vince McMahon would say, that Brock Lesnar wins this match. I agree with you on that. I definitely cannot pick against Brock, uh, against Taker in this exchange. But let me tell you this much. The way that they've done this feud, the way they've booked this feud is so sad. This is the worst feud, the worst booking, the worst build-up to an Undertaker match that I can ever remember since the Giant Gonzalez days. Yesterday, Lesnar got zero offense and zero anything. He looked like a chump. His whole feud, last night he closed on him once, and he F5'd him. Big deal. Awful booking. He should have destroyed Taker last night. He should have just annihilated him and just left him laying out. But instead, he does two things, and that's it. And last night can't change the horrible booking for this feud. So, Taker all the way. And just, this, is a, this is a disgraceful feud, honestly. I had a guy say this is going to be one of the – one guy on Twitter say this is going to be the greatest WrestleMania match ever. I laughed in his face and saying this is going to be a classic. I think this is going to be a butcher job, terrible match, and I just I don't even want to watch it to be honest with you. Yep. So you're picking Taker obviously to to win and carry the streak into next year, obviously. Definitely, maybe. So um, the next match I think will steal the 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 um, steal the show, and I think this will be the match of the night. And I think they're going to put it on early in the night because the winner gets into the main event. So you have Triple H. Versus Daniel Bryan, this feud has been going on for the last I don't know how many months now. They've been, you know, trying to force feed it down our throat that Daniel Bryan is just not the face of the company and he wouldn't make uh, a good job as the champion. And it's better for business. You know, the authority is the new authority. Stephanie and Triple H have really taken on a heel role, just like Vince McMahon was uh, back in the day. So I think this is going to be actually the best match of the night. And I think somehow, some way, Daniel Bryan does walk away with the victory and has found himself into the main event because, sir, let's face it, you don't want to, you don't want to see evolution in the main event at WrestleMania 30. No, definitely not, but I, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to go with Pyro's booking and say that Daniel Bryan loses his match but still somehow gets into the main event and then wins the main event of WrestleMania. Yep, and then you have the main event match again. Randy Orton. Oh, the Fatal 4-Way. Go ahead. Who do you think? 
No, I'm saying that I think you're going to have a fatal four-way at the main event, which would really make sense, and, again, have to go with Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah, if you have the fatal four-way, then, yeah, we both pick, I think we're both picking Daniel Bryan. It's about time that he goes over now. The crowd has been ready. I mean, the fans have been ready. So I think he goes in and wins that match. Batista comes back. He's fallen flat, quite flat, sir. Uh, ever since coming back, he did win the Royal Rumble. Randy Orton is just a mental case. We know that he can't cut a promo. It's time to drop the strap and finally just get rid of that one gold belt, which I've been alluding to. So, between, um, so do you pick Daniel Bryan as well? Yes, sir, absolutely. Yep. So that's your card. It's it's mediocre at best, and then you have the Hall of Fame, which is Saturday night. You can watch it on the network. The one thing, sir, I have real fast before I close out is that. Are you at the least bit concerned that when everybody actually tunes into the network and tries to watch WrestleMania 30 that the system might crash? Yes, I am, definitely. Uh, I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but uh, I definitely do think that's a possibility. And let me just say this, Mustaf. This is the least... I am least interested in this WrestleMania that I have been in any WrestleMania in the last 10 years. Um, wow. Honestly, I can't, rem- I can't remember the last time I was this apathetic towards the WrestleMania. So I'm not looking forward to it. I'll watch it because it's WrestleMania, but that's, if it wasn't that, I wouldn't even watch it. So to be honest with you. Well, you'll watch it, too, because you have the network. I mean, not, not, no oh, other real reason. Then, you know. if, it wasn't for, if it wasn't for the fact of WrestleMania, though, I really wouldn't even care, and I'd make other plans. Yep, so we'll be back next week. We'll break down the worst WrestleMania in history, and hopefully we're right because, you know, we're never wrong, and we are PG. Definitely tell it like it is. Everything and everything tonight, sir. Great night. April Fool's to you, and uh, close us out. Oh, thank you for tuning in. Of course, we have to thank our, our two amazing guests, uh, Nikki Boyer. Of course, you can follow her at Nikki Boyer, uh, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Her actual handle is Nikki Boyer. And then, of course, there is uh, Miss Lauren Crocker. Thank you so much to her. Radio personality from uh, 107.1 FM. Covers most of New Jersey. As she mentioned, you can check that out at 1071radio.com. That is, of course, the website. You can follow her at Twitter at Crocker Rock. And uh, just, you know, she's awesome. Definitely, definitely, maybe. Um, just to cut Joe off since he just texted to me, I have to chime in one thing on the Mets. The Mets are the best. First game of the season. Um, the fact that Ike Davis didn't even come out to start the game as the first baseman was hilarious. And the fact that the mayor got booed was great. But I think that the Mets, um, and again, I'm not expecting much this year, but the bullpen is a mess. And this is Sandy Alderson's fault. All falls in his lap. Made no improvements to this pen. And this is what you can expect. The Mets are going to be a bad team this year, folks. Bad. Absolutely. Check us out once again. Pure Gold, PG.com. What's the name of your show? Pure Gold. Pure Gold. Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure (laughs) Gold. You guys are awesome. Yes, we are. Nikki, once again, thank you very much. Good night, everybody.